Jen, owner of Hello June Creative. And I'm Giselle, owner of Wander Design Co. Welcome to Better, the brand designer podcast. We love being transparent, honest, and down to earth on this podcast. We consider you guys such an important part of our episodes. We're all about broadcasting conversations that support our design community, uncovering industry secrets, and offering actionable advice. Just remember, the only designer you need to be better than is the one you were yesterday. Hey guys, welcome back to a very special episode of Better the Brand Designer podcast. It's actually just me today. Um, I wanted to do this special bonus episode for you guys because there was some interest in kind of hearing about my experience as a new mom and a business owner who is scaling her business at the same time as caring for a newborn. Um, I think a couple of people asked about that um, in our inbox questions and on Instagram. And so I thought um, I had so much to say about this that I wanted to make a whole episode about it. Um, it might be a little bit shorter, but um, I kind of had some things that I've learned over the past six months that I would love to share with you guys. And before I dive in, I just want to make sure that everyone knows that this is just my experience. So take everything that you hear today with a grain of salt. If you're a mom, you know that every baby is so different. Everyone's experience is so different. Um, by no means am I, you know, trying to say that everything that I did was right. Um, I made so many mistakes along the way and what might be, a, have been a mistake for me may not be a mistake for you guys. So just remember that it's easy to compare, especially when it comes to motherhood, especially when it comes to business. Um, so when the two are combined, it can be a little bit of a touchy subject. So yeah, what worked for me might turn out horribly for you or, you know, vice versa. So just keep that in mind as you kind of listen to my experience. But also I think it's important to share like, you know, the details of like how hard it can be being a mom, being a business owner. And so that's kind of why I wanted to make this episode, not to boast or brag or complain or, you know, be negative or overly positive in any type of way. I really just I know that there, it's fun to listen to other people's experiences. So hopefully that makes sense and you guys can have some good takeaways from this. So I'm going to start off by kind of doing a little review of the past six months of my life, which is crazy to say, because I can't believe my baby is about to be six months old. He is just the light of my life. He is my little angel baby. Um, and he's so happy and healthy and we are so, so blessed and grateful to have him in our lives. And, um, I, I literally didn't even, I know people say this all the time, but I didn't know what it was going to be like to like have that love for your child. Um, you can imagine it before you become a mom, but before you do, it's like almost impossible to like really conceptualize. And like, I can't even like talk about it. Like I can't even express like how much of a change it's been, um, just in, in terms of like the love that I have to give and, with that, I do think that like having this baby really pushed me to kind of get uncomfortable, to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. There's a lot of uncomfort and discomfort when you have a baby, not just labor and delivery, but you know, those, those first few months are really, really intense. Um, and so I think that like the challenges that I experienced with him really directly translated to just like really good mindset stuff for me and my business, you know, really putting myself out there. Like when you have a baby when that baby is crying, you just have to try everything to like figure out what it is to make the baby stop crying. And I feel like there's so many moments like that for me in my business where 
Um, I wasn't sure if something was going to work. I didn't know what to do in certain situations. And so I literally just tried things until something felt right. And I think that that's probably the biggest lesson that I've learned from being a mom um, that directly relates to being a business owner. So hopefully that is helpful to you guys. So yeah, let me just go back and start June 21st, 2020. Had my baby. It was a really maybe not easy delivery, but I did get an epidural and that was fantastic. Um, and so I had him on father's day actually, which was so amazing. Um, it was just a really great, just positive experience actually, when I look back on it. Um, and my plan was to take six weeks of maternity leave from my business. I had actually hired a graphic designer, um, to take care of one of my retainer clients at the time. And then all other projects, I think it was in the middle of one project. And so I let that client know, you know, and they were super understanding. That's why I love working with women in businesses and female, female founders and that type of thing. Um, and so I had my retainer client kind of like running in the background while I was gone. And I actually, you know, trusted my designer enough to not review her work before she submitted it. Um, it is template based design. So it's not like she was creating brands without me seeing it, but, um, that was really nice just to know that that client was taken care of. And that client was super receptive to me bringing on a team member. And so like, I could not have done it without her. She was amazing. So yeah, that was uh, the first six weeks, you know, of course, if you're a mom, you know, it's a sleepless nights and the feeding, I was breastfeeding. It was very, very difficult. My baby is just a super aggressive eater and he would just like attack me <laughs> while he was eating. And it was, it was a lot, um, you know, mentally, physically, like with sleep and, you know, just healing from giving birth and, and all that. And so, yeah, I really, I did take off, like, I didn't check email for two weeks and then I I'm such a workaholic guy. It's like, I got back in email, like at like week number three. And I also realized that I wanted to change my business name and go through a rebrand kind of inspired by my son. Um, that's kind of where hello June creative came from was he was born in June. And then five years ago, I got married in June and June just represents springtime and happiness and positivity and femininity to me. Um, and so I kind of had the name and then I bought the domain and everything. And so like during that time and stuff, when I wasn't working, um, I would, or when I wasn't like sleeping, <laughs> I would be, you know, going on Google and like grabbing all the social handles and like that type of thing. Um, and I actually started designing the homepage of my website in XD, uh, like in week two and a half of having a newborn baby. And I would not recommend going through a full rebrand to anyone while they have a newborn, because it was like so difficult to like have even a few moments to sit down to my computer to design, um, you know, with the baby and especially with, um, exclusively breastfeeding him at the time. Currently I am, um, I'm pumping, but I'm going to be transitioning to formula soon. And so, yeah, that was, I definitely like wouldn't recommend diving back into work so soon. I think that I put a lot of pressure on myself because I was so anxious about, you know, how am I going to get back into work? Like, how is my business going to be affected by the baby? And so what I thought I had to do was get back into work super soon and like work, 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 work. And, you know, keep on taking sales calls. Like I was, I did not put an autoresponder on my website. I would continue to take sales calls. I think I took a sales call like two and a half weeks postpartum, continue to take sales calls. A lot of those early sales calls didn't end up booking, which is just a huge bummer because those, those few precious moments, you know, with my husband would watch the baby and I could take a sales call, didn't end up working out. 
was super, super just disheartening. Um, especially because like, I, you know, that was the only time that I was working and I felt like I, I either wasn't in it. I mean, at this point, like I'm like not sleeping and, and all that type of thing. So, um, that was super hard. Um, so I think that like, if I could go back and change something or do something differently, I would have taken off two full months at least. And I'm taking, I'm saying, take that time off, like no personal projects, like no checking email, like really just fully like being present in the moment with my baby and like not feeling pressure to be splitting my time so soon because I like there, there was going to be time for that, but that was not the time to be taking sales calls. So, I mean, if you want to do it that way, then like you do you girl, but I'm just saying like, if for my personal situation, like I, I went back way too soon and I, I, I definitely, I don't like regret it because like, I'm super happy with my rebrand. I'm like, I love taking sales calls. It's one of the favorite parts of my business. And I do love designing. And, and I think that like, you know, going back into my shoes back then I was just like, man, I just need something that's going to remind me about like, you know, that I'm a human being and that like, I have things that I can do outside of, you know, taking care of the baby. Cause it is so all consuming in, in the, this very first few weeks and months. Um, so yeah, I literally put a bullet point on here, like maternity leave six weeks and the bullet underneath it says too short. And so I definitely think like, if you can afford it to take a little bit of a longer time, my husband got three weeks off. He's, um, he's in the army. And so we are very blessed and lucky to have a dual income household. I know not everyone is, is in that situation. And so of course, like that, you know, this doesn't apply to you. Like you've got to do what you got to do to, you know, bring money in. But yeah, that was definitely would have wished I could have taken at least two months off. You know, if I have another baby in a couple of years, I might take three months off if possible. Um, those first three to four months are just so, so intense. Um, and my baby wasn't that great of a sleeper from the beginning. He wasn't horrible, but it wasn't great. Um, we moved him to his crib at about seven weeks, which is pretty early to do that, I believe. And that didn't make him sleep any better, but at least it helped us be able to have like, you know, some separate, like separateness and like, being able to sleep like in our bedroom without worrying that we're going to wake the baby up. And so, yeah, it was just, it was just so I literally like, I'm just like, just grinding my teeth right now. Just thinking about how difficult it was, um, as far as sleeping. Um, so, so, so difficult. Um, and then also like the lack of sleep too, that really affected my design ability. Like I, I, I definitely need a lot of sleep and you don't get a ton of sleep when you're a mom, even once your baby starts sleeping really good. Um, and so, I mean, especially if you have multiple kids, like, you know, when, when do you guys sleep? I, I seriously, I have so much respect for people who have more than, than one, than one baby and multiple kids and also a business. So I bow, bow down to you guys. You guys are goddesses. But yeah. I, I found that the lack of sleep really affected my, my working and my designing and everything. Month four of the baby's life was, probably the hardest. He hit his sleep regression really, really hard. And, you know, he was waking up very often. He was still nursing every two hours at night. It was so, so challenging. And also breastfeeding, just like it wasn't, I just really wasn't a huge fan of it. Again, take that with a grain of salt. Like I know breastfeeding is this amazing experience for a lot of moms and a lot of moms don't get the opportunity to breastfeed. And so like, I totally respect that, but, um, for us in our situation, um, because he was so aggressive, um, it was painful, um, and just mentally taxing, you know, 
nursing as often as he needed to, you know, around the clock. So I actually ended up quitting breastfeeding and moving to exclusive pumping around month four. And that actually helped a lot in terms of being able to have some distance from the baby. That sounds really bad, but like, I don't mean it like that. I mean, like, like when he's hungry, I don't have to immediately like drop everything and feed him. I mean, of course I know that that's what that's what that's part of the deal when you're a mom, like you need to drop everything for your baby. But like, it was just nice knowing that I could pump and then someone else could give him a bottle, you know, in the middle of the night or, um, and then once he started on the bottles, we used Dr. Brown's in case anyone's interested. Um, once we started on the bottle, he ended up like sleeping longer stretches, um, and just, you know, not being as upset during feedings. And so that was super helpful. And that actually kind of helped, me be able to schedule a little bit more around when I knew he was going to be hungry. So I would be able to schedule phone calls right after he would eat because I know I knew then that he would be happy basically. Um, whereas when I was nursing, it was a little bit more random and sporadic. And so I never knew like when he would be screaming. And also when they grow up, you know, that make that make it past that three month mark, they're not like crying all the time. At least my baby didn't cry all the time after four months before four, three, before four months, it was like, I don't know if he's going to be screaming during this phone call, but we're just going to do it. Um, not going to lie. I took a lot of phone calls with bouncing on his little, like I bought like a, a yoga ball for, for labor and delivery. And so, um, I, I kept it and it was such a great thing during those first few months with him because I would hold him when he was upset and then I would put my Bluetooth headphones in and I would take sales calls um, or I would talk to my designer or I would talk to my team members um, by bouncing on the ball, holding the baby, getting him to go to sleep. And then, you know, maybe I would just hold him the whole time for hours, you know, on the phone or I would like try to lay him down in his crib. Um, but yeah, it really, it really was a struggle. Um, those, those first couple months. Um, but month five, he got much better in terms of sleep. Um, and I also started getting in a groove with the people that I had hired to help me. So I guess I'll talk about my situation as far as like scaling and business growth. Um, at the time that I had the baby, I had one designer working on my retainer client for me and that was it. And then I actually hired a developer to help me with my new website and then ended up um, just kind of outsourcing every single development project that I had to him. And so rather than me having to do the coding, which ended up taking a really long time, I realized I could not afford not to hire that out because I was so slow at it. And if I had an hour to do anything, then I knew that I wanted to be doing design and I did not want to be doing the development and coding. And so that was like probably the first thing that I was like, I need to outsource this. So hired a developer and that has been seriously so amazing for my business. Um, we have a whole episode about working with developers where I talk about that experience. So you guys can go back and listen to that since season three, but yeah, so I, I hired a developer and then, um, just recently I hired a babysitter. And I know that's not like a business person, but she has been so fantastic. She comes Tuesday and Thursday from 9.30 to 1.30. And when she's here, I go in my office, I put my headphones in and listen to white noise and I focus and I close my email and I close my Slack and I just design because I can take calls all day long when the baby's awake because he likes to, I can walk around with him. He likes to listen to my voice. But when I'm sitting quiet on the computer, y'all who are moms know that kids do not like that. And it's not fun or interesting. And they just cry because they want you to play with them. So that has been so amazing. And that's also something that I wish that I had done earlier. I wish that I had done that right after I got out of maternity leave, because I was so, so stressed out about the time, about having time to be able to 
you know, do my business and care for the baby. And, you know, I was booking quite a lot of, of clients and projects. Um, you know, I feel like right after everyone kind of got over, not got over COVID, but like, you know, started getting their, their paycheck protection plan loans and people started being a little bit less afraid to invest. Um, my business really just started taking off. And so, um, I went and I did four ish, you know, about four and a half months of me and the baby and no, no babysitter. And my husband has been an amazing help. He's so fantastic, but he also has a full-time job. He's not deployed right now. So he is home, but he usually has like 12 hour work days every day, Monday through Friday. And so it really was like me trying to figure out like, Hey, like baby's napping. I'm going to go send an email and you know, when their naps are not consistent, like his naps didn't start to get consistent until very recently. I mean, he's almost six months old. So it was like, he would nap for 10 minutes and then he would nap for maybe 20 minutes, you know, and it was here and there that I was getting work in. And that was probably one of the hardest parts of it because I didn't really have time to be able to sit down, focus and get my work done. So hiring the sitter was just so fantastic. In terms of other people that I've hired since I had my baby, um, I've just invested in a full not a full-time project manager, but, um, almost very close to full service project manager to help me, um, (laughs) manage my projects. You know, like, uh, there's a lot that goes into, especially web design, you know, collecting all the assets and client communication and boundaries and client expectations and invoicing and just, man, all that stuff. Like it has been so great to kind of have that onboarding call with her. We're going to be starting in January. I'm so, so, so excited. Shout out to Envious Business Strategies. Nikki Vance is amazing. You guys should hit her up. Um, but yeah, I hired her. And then I also hired an accountant, which is a long time coming. I'm embarrassed to say that I have been doing, not embarrassed, but like I have been, you know, kind of bootstrapping my finances for a while. I know there are receipts that I'm missing. I know there's stuff that I'm missing. Um, and I'm just really trying to make sure that come tax season, my, my CPA isn't like what is going on. So I try to keep things a little organized, but like I, I needed someone to reconcile my accounts and go through and just kind of tell me what my profit margins are on my website or on all my projects and and things like that. So that was another hire that I did. And then I also, also so many people that I'm working with, I also hired a brand designer for the first time. And that's probably, you know, one of the things that y'all are most interested in is that, you know, how in the world can you pass off a brand project to someone else? You know, that was my, my thought process. And I, I was so nervous on it. I was really nervous to relinquish that control, but I realized that if I was ever going to grow and scale my business and be able to work on more than one client at a time, then I was going to need to trust someone else with that part of my business. Um, and a lot of you guys have asked, like, how do you find people? Like, what's your process like for that? I, rather than like putting out like a request for application, because I really didn't have time to go through like all the applications that I knew I would get. Um, I kind of handpicked people and I just reached out to them and, you know, voice memo them on Instagram DM and said like, Hey, if you're interested, I'm looking for, you know, a brand designer. I really like your style. I'd love to have like a kind of an initial interview or call with you. And, um, it ended up working out like very early on with one of the people that I did want to work with. Um, and so, um, she's actually going to be taking over some more graphic design or retainer work in the new year, which is going to be fantastic. But, um, yeah, for all the people that I work with, I really wanted to find people that could stay with me long-term and who I could, you know, grow that trust with. You're not going 
going to jump in and just trust someone 100% right off the bat. But, you know, that's something that you need to invest in and grow with. And um, that was probably the hardest one, hiring that brand designer. But, you know, we did a project together and the client the client said, perfect, no changes. And that is what we were all after. So after that happened, I was like super excited. She's working on another project for me right now. We're gonna have another, uh, another like not even just one, like multiple projects for her in the new year. So I'm so, so blessed to be able to have her help and all the other people um, working in my business. And and that was like a major mindset thing too, for me. Like I, I really like, it's, I struggled investing in those, in those places, you know, even though my business is doing so well and I'm so grateful for that. Like I still have, you know, some mindset things around like, Oh, is this, you know, I'm never going to see this money back. Like what if the clients, what if all my inquiries just stop? Like, what if I never sell anything ever again? And I'm just in the hole, you know, like I, I've wasted all the money that I made and all the hard work that I've done. Um, but then I also like remembered and realized that like in order to grow past what I'm doing right now, what I was doing a couple months ago, which was grinding myself into the ground, working so hard on things that weren't in my zone of genius, then I was going to need to outsource the work. Like we all only have 24 hours in a day. That's everyone works with 24 hours in a day. Oprah has 24 hours in a day. Jeff Bezos, whoever, pick your, you know, pick your favorite executive, like, everyone's working under the same time constraints and the way that those people grow their businesses is by outsourcing. Like I was actually telling Nikki the other day, um, you don't like when you return something on Amazon, it's not Jeff Bezos. That's like sending you the, the confirmation email. Like the process is automated obviously, but like there's a reason why you don't get in contact with the top level executives of businesses is because they don't have time for you. And that's okay. You know, like I, I really struggle with that. Um, and I also struggle with, you know, bringing on that project manager. I'm like, Oh my gosh, like are my, is what, what's going to happen to my client experience? And, you know, we're going to ease her into it. I'm going to be very involved in the very beginning. And then slowly, you know, we're going to phase some of those email conversations and phone conversations with clients out and allow her to take those on. Um, and just do it in a really professional way that's going to best serve my business and my clients. Because if I'm not functioning in the most optimal way for my business, then my designs are going to suffer. My clients are going to sense that. Um, and so, you know, I know that they would want me to invest in, in, in help that I need. And it also helps with that legitimacy factor. It's like, oh, wow, you know, Nikki at Hello June Creative. Wow, that's cool. She has a project manager. Like, I feel like that kind of brings a sense of, just like kind of level up and legitimacy to, to your business. So, um, that's kind of like my overview in terms of who I hired and kind of how that process worked. Um, and now like, you know, we're in month six with the baby. He's about to turn six months. I cannot believe it. It is so crazy. We're about to celebrate the holidays and, um, I'm feeling better, a lot better about where I'm at in my business. And, you know, how much time I'm spending. Like I said, I have a sitter that comes for eight hours a week, which is so amazing. Um, and I also, um, his, he's been napping a little bit better. So I'm able to get a little bit of work done during that, but I, I really, um, focus on him when I'm with him. And then when I want, when I'm doing work, like I close the door, I put my headphones on and I just like grind it out, you know, and rather than like, I, you know, I always want to check the monitor and stuff. And, you know, I just want to listen and hear if he's crying or anything like that. But like, 
you know, sometimes you just have to block it out and it's, it's about trusting, you know, I have to trust that my husband can put the baby down for bed. You know, like I have to trust that my graphic designer is going to be able to handle what the client needs. You know, like, I think that that's probably the biggest lesson that I've learned is, is that I can't do it all. And that, you know, you do have to trust and outsource and lean on, lean on other people. And of course, I wish that I lived near family. That's, that's another big thing. Like, um, I feel like when I, before I had a baby, I, I would see people with kids and I'd be like, oh, well, they live near family. And so they're the grandma can just come over and watch the kid all day. And it's like, yeah, to a certain extent, like that does help. But like, even if you do have that, I'm sure it's still so, so difficult. Um, so that was uh, one thing that I just like could not get over in the very first few weeks. I was just like, oh my gosh, if only I live closer to home, if only this, if only that. It's like, I think that really like leaning into gratitude rather than thinking like, oh, if only like, oh, this sucks so bad. Like, you know, it's hard in the moment to see like that, you know, it's hard in the moment to, to see past the moment, I guess is what I'm trying to say. But I like literally, it's so crazy to talk about all this in retrospect, you know, because like, you know, I thought I was never going to sleep again in those first couple weeks and months. Like, I, I did end up, you know, sleeping. Baby still does not sleep through the night. We're up with him multiple times. We're going through something right now where he's waking up like every hour at night, you know, like, I don't know if it's teething, I decay, but like, you know, it's even though it looks like, like everything is so perfect and amazing. Like, I guess I can talk about like the really, really hard parts. Um, I hope you guys are finding this, this helpful. I've never really done a podcast by myself before. So this is kind of fun. Um, but, uh, the hard stuff, um, I did not get diagnosed with postpartum anxiety or postpartum depression, but it was a very difficult transition for me going from zero baby to one baby, um, in, you know, just in the anxiety department, it was so, so difficult to just, just get through the slog of like not knowing what was best for the baby and just trying everything and things not working. And, um, like, especially around sleep, you know, he, there was a period of time where when he would go down for bed, he would wake every 15 minutes for two or three hours. And that was like my time at the end of the day. Like y'all, y'all moms know when you get to bedtime, like that's your, you time. And it's like, Oh, heck, heck yes, it's bedtime. Let's go. Um, but that was so, so hard. Um, and I would just be so anxious that he was going to wake up or that he would wake up during a phone call or that he would, you know, wake up during this, or he wouldn't nap or he wouldn't go to sleep or he wouldn't go back to sleep or whatever it was. Um, and so there were definitely times and days where I would just cry. Like I would just lay it on the ground and cry because I was so, worried about not knowing what to do and about, you know, bedtime and just like all of those little things that kind of come around to having a baby. I wish that I could explain more about like my mindset. Like it just seems like, Oh, you're just anxious about the baby sleeping. Like, you know, but it just, in the moment it felt so all consuming and about like, Oh, am I going to get my work done? And that type of thing. Like, you know, not like, like missing important emails and phone calls. And guys, I missed my own best friend's birthday this year because I was so like, just like out of it. And like, not, I was just not all there. Like it was just so, it was just so, so difficult, but I guess like really quickly before I wrap up, I did want to address a couple questions that people had that were specific. Um, I feel like I've just complained this whole time. And seriously, guys, like I am so happy that I get to do this, that I get to run my business and have my baby and things are so much better now. Um, now that I have help and now that I have adjusted my expectations, um, and kind of time blocked a little bit. So first question is how do you find balance between business and baby? My answer, and you're not going to want to hear this, is that you cannot 
find balance. There is no balance. You can't have it all in both sides. And I don't, I just said like, Oh, I have it all. I have both business and baby, but like there is sacrifice on both sides and you have to be okay with that. Um, and I'm sure that, you know, you are okay with that because you have a business and that you decided to have a child. Um, so you know that there's going to be sacrifice, but when you're working in your business, like he, you have to sacrifice time. Like right now my sitter is with my baby and do I wish that I was out there playing with my baby? Yeah. Heck yeah, I do. But also this podcast is important to me. The work that I got done today is important to me. It is so nice to be able to sit down and focus and just kind of zone everything out and design because I love it. Um, and then when you're with the baby, you know, you're thinking like, oh my gosh, I have these emails. Like, oh, people are slacking me. Like, oh my gosh, like there's so much that I need to do. And so there are sacrifices on both ends and there really is no balance. Some days, you know, like the days that I have my sitter, maybe I work a little bit more. Some days I don't even touch my email at all, you know? And like, so there really isn't a balance there. Um, you just have to find what works for you in terms of like, you know, when you're with a baby, you're, you're fully present. Um, and when you're working, you're fully, fully present. Um, and so that was probably like my biggest advice to anyone who is thinking about like, Oh, how do I balance? Or if you don't have a baby yet, or if you're not even pregnant yet, and you're thinking about it, or you're actively trying or, or anything like that, like really find what works best for you. How, when do you like to work during the day? Like I like to work at like during daytime in the morning and in the afternoon and at nighttime, I get nothing done, which is really hard because the baby's asleep at night. And so definitely I have to force myself to work sometimes at night, but, um, you know, just there is, there is sacrifice and you have to be okay with that. And just know like what that looks like for you. Just know how, like, how much are you willing to sacrifice? Um, I probably could, um, I'm so grateful to be able to say this. I probably could afford to have a full-time nanny, but, I want to just spend that time with, with my baby. And, you know, if I had a full-time nanny and worked full-time, I would not be happy because I wouldn't be spending enough time with my baby. But for some people, maybe having a full-time nanny is what they need. And that's, you know, the best way for them to run their business and also be a mom. And I respect that and love that. Maybe for some people, they don't want any help with the baby and they want the baby, you know, they want to be 100%, you know, they're the primary caregiver of a baby, like all the time. And, and then they kind of work on the business in, you know, nap time and at night and, or, or maybe you, you can't afford help and you have to, and you would love to have a nanny, but you can't, you know, like just, um, really think about what you want out of your business. And we actually talked about this in our previous episode, um, with, uh, Meredith, but, um, yeah, really what, what, what is success for you? You know, like think about that. So, um, we also talked about this in the, in the confidence episode, so many good episodes, guys, season three was amazing. Go back and listen to them. Um, I would say time blocking, um, and being in the moment definitely were the greatest things that helped me find, you know, that balance that doesn't exist, I guess I would say. So also how did I plan for maternity leave? That's another big one. Um, I, as I said, I planned for six weeks. Um, I set an email responder on saying that I was on maternity leave. And then if anyone needed to contact me for an emergency, which no one did, they could call me or text me. Um, and I also set up a um, graphic designer with my retainer client. And that was great. And they were set up on Slack um, to communicate. And they also used Airtable. Um, at the time, I was not using any type of project management system like at all. It was just email. Um, and now I have ClickUp, which is so fantastic. Um, side note plug, go check out ClickUpForDesigners.com. Um, Giselle has an amazing course all about how to organize the back end of your business and click up. And I would be like, I don't know where I would be without click up. Um, yeah, I just kind of try to get everything organized. If I could go back and maternity leave, I would definitely hire people earlier 
and I know that's hard to say like hindsight bias is 2020. Um, but I would definitely have hired people earlier. I would have set up a sitter much earlier. What changes would you make to make the time more restful? Um, I would just say, actually take time off. Like, don't be like doing multiple things while you're on maternity leave. Really, really soak in that time with your baby. Um, that's probably the biggest thing that I would say. Um, and then how did you bring on support members? I think I kind of addressed this a little bit earlier in the episode, but you know, really finding people that align with your values, finding people that you really like to talk to on the phone and that you are excited to watch them grow their business as well. Um, Hopefully this was a helpful little, you know, bonus episode and, um, that you guys, you know, benefited from hearing about my experience. Um, if you have any other questions for me about having a newborn scaling a business at the same time, feel free to reach out to me on DM. I love doing voice memos or like videos on DM on Instagram. Um, and like I said, uh, this was just my experience and, you know, I definitely know that I'm coming from a place of privilege in that, you know, I have a husband who has another income and that, you know, like I have family members who, you know, although they don't live near that they can, you know, fly in and see the baby and, you know, help, help with that. Um, but I know not everyone is in, you know, such an amazing situation. And so like, I definitely respect that. And, you know, I, I feel for, feel for you guys and if there's any way that I can be supporting you or that me and Giselle can support you guys um, while you're, you know, experiencing, you know, new motherhood or you're growing your family or you're scaling your business or whatever it is, like, please, please reach out to us. Um, email us at inbox at betterbranddesigner.com. You can join our Facebook group, facebook.com slash betterbranddesigner, or you can DM us on Instagram at betterpodcast or DM me directly at Creative. So um, hope you guys find this helpful. And I thought this was really fun. I liked having like a little chat with you, a little sit down. So um, hope you guys have a great rest of your day and we will see you guys actually in the next season. Bye guys. We hope you enjoyed today's conversation. Subscribe wherever you're listening to make sure you don't miss an episode. And we'd be forever grateful if you left us a review on Apple Podcasts. We bet you've got designer friends who'd enjoy it too, so share it with them. If you'd like to submit an inbox question for us to answer on air or want to get in contact with us directly, email us at inbox at betterbranddesigner.com. Our Facebook community is one of the most positive, supportive, and fun groups we've ever been a part of. We'd love for you to join us. Search for Better the Brand Designer podcast on Facebook. And visit us online at betterbranddesigner.com to learn more about our podcast and snag major discounts on our favorite resources.